Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. guys welcome to the show welcome how you doing jimmy how's it going buddy what's up can you hear me oh you can hear me all right yeah i can hear you loud and clear buddy how's it going over there it's good i like i like the backdrop man yeah yeah we uh we definitely uh revamped it in the last uh week since you've been on last uh since last week uh definitely put a futuristic uh look to it so i i like this one a lot better uh eric does Alicia does, um, but uh, yeah, we got uh, definitely, like I said, improving little by little. Um, the panels that we had on fell off the fucking wall, but it's all right. Uh, <laughs> replace them with these for now. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Sometimes you have glitches. Uh, uh, for those who's just joining in, welcome, guys. Uh, as we're getting in some listeners coming in from. Uh, Who's who's dominating the uh, platforms right now, Eric? Okay, so we got uh, Rumble obviously dominating the platforms, coming in around 800 live views on Rumble, which is awesome. Uh, Facebook, uh, I see about 10 on Facebook, uh, looming in, so that's okay. And then uh, the unfiltered Patriots of America, which is our Facebook group page, guys, um, only got about one tuning in. So that's okay. That's okay because, uh, you know, this this will replay after it's done. Uh, Rumble does uh, have a replay on it for up to 24 hours, guys. After 24 hours, it becomes a regular uh, video. So after 24 hours, the replay goes away on Rumble. That's throughout the entire platform. That's how Rumble works. But, is, it, uh, is it really? I'm not too familiar. The yeah, Rumble – yeah, Rumble does give you a a 24-hour what's called an overlay replay on there. And then after that, it goes into its full video. So don't don't be upset like, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, we can't hear the Patriot Angle podcast with uh, Michael and Jimmy tonight because, you know, the live replay is over. No, 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 no. It just goes it, – it basically it cancels out of the, of the live uh, panel of that feed. After that, after 24 hours, guys, you'll see it. It'll go back to uh, the regular video content. So uh, the only thing that sucks about that, guys, now is after the 24-hour lapse uh, expires, the uh, the live chat box goes away. So you're not allowed to, to chat live uh, after that 24 hours. But that's okay. You know, you can always comment on the regular comment section of Rumble. But, guys, welcome to today's show. Welcome. We got a mixed episode today we're going to talk about pro wrestling and the world of mma 
what is going on with MMA and pro wrestling. Guys, we have a lot of stories here on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Roman Reigns, what's going on with Roman Reigns. Uh, a lot of rumors coming out of WWE that he's possibly leaving and uh, basically going down the same path as his cousin, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Could we see uh, Roman Reigns in the next big Hollywood set as his older cousin, uh Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So big news and rumors on Roman Reigns possibly leaving the company. Um, just the other day, a lot of people were questioning where was Sasha Banks and Naomi on uh, last night's Monday Night Raw. They were scheduled to be at Monday Night Raw <laughs> last night. But apparently, uh, maybe some contract issues going on with, uh, uh, with Naomi and Sasha Banks. They just literally, Jimmy, they walked the fuck out of the company. That, that, I mean, they got there yesterday afternoon around 2 o'clock, uh, sources say, but then they just walked out. Yeah, I was reading that. I was reading that. And, uh, yeah, we were supposed to have somebody a little bit more well-versed, but my buddy never got back to me. So we'll we'll handle it as best we can. We definitely, uh, me and Mike are on the same page as far as uh, some of the articles going on out there. So I'm sure – a lot of interest, interesting stuff going on. Sometimes you can't talk about politics all the time. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta mix it up a little bit, a little mixed bag. It, uh, it, it does good for the soul. You know what I mean? You, you, you gotta mix it up. I want to give a big shout out to uh, somebody tuning us in on Facebook. Uh, big shout out to uh, Richard, uh, giving us a thumbs up here on the panel. Thanks very much, Richard, tuning out of uh, New Jersey. Uh, believe it or not, Hazlitt, New Jersey. So thank you very much, uh, Richard. Uh, much appreciation, much support. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, so uh, yeah. So I, I did. I did read that article. That's interesting about Sasha, um, Sasha Banks, uh, and uh, her counterpart, which is Naomi. Yeah, uh, that takes a lot of balls, especially in the WWE, because they've always had the. Uh, you know, Vince has always been a tough guy to work with. If you know you offer nothing, I mean, that was always like his thing. You know. So showing up to Raw and then walking out, um, I don't know, maybe their contract's going to, you know, if you're not, you got to sell. If you're selling, they'll work with you. But we've seen what he's done in the past. I mean, he's an older, he's an old man now. And yeah, he's pushing you know, almost 80. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch it as much anymore. Like I'll catch it here and there. But, you know, back in the day, even if you were, uh, a shooting star. If, if you fucking rubbed him the wrong way, he was gonna like what they did with Bret Hart with the uh, Montreal screw job, where they screwed yeah. him under the belt to uh, Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, that says a lot. And I think you know, if you read it the right way, or we're on the same page, I guess people were kind of calling for uh, other people to kind of walk out with them in solidarity and. Nobody, yeah. really, nobody really gave a shit. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's there's a lot of rumors coming out of uh, WrestleTalk, uh, a big uh, YouTube channel called WrestleLania, uh, which uh, basically, I mean, they're always right when it comes to rumors and stuff. Uh, WrestleLania just earlier today uh, just posted this on their Facebook, uh, not, not Facebook, YouTube, excuse me, their YouTube channel saying that, um, like you said, the contract might be expiring, but we could see Sasha Banks and Naomi enter their 30-day uh, no uh, no wrestle uh, – what do they call that? Uh, it's a no wrestle clause. They can't wrestle for 30 days. 
for any company. So they could be going into a 30-day, what's called a, uh, a no, uh, no competition clause. So if they do, do, if they do that within the next couple of days, could we see Sasha Banks and Naomi on cup, uh, you know, companies like AEW or TNA, you know, uh, AEW definitely picked them up in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what they've, they've built their platform off of. Like they, they have a lot of original people, but they also, you know, picked up a lot of, uh, people who, who had a lot of tenure in the industry. So why yeah. wouldn't you pick someone up like her who's kind of done it all at the w in WWE? So, um, you know, listen, these 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 people, they have uh, creative differences sometimes, you know, like the writers want them to do some bum shit and they don't agree with it. And and I'm back in, you know, back in the day, that was always like the thing, right, where it was the wrestlers they had uh, in their in their contracts, some kind of um, clause in there that gave them some free will over their over their content over their brand sure and we just seen just recently uh big aew star uh coming out of aew going back uh to his original roots there of wwe uh cody rhodes just what the last month and a half now has been on uh wwe so you know a lot of people they go from company to company of course you know like one company will promise so much money you know you got to go where the money is jimmy you know yeah, well, he he uh, he has a long history with WWE. His family, oh, of course, the yeah. uh, the Rhodes family, the, Rhodes uh, family the American too. Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, they, they help they help build that company. Like those those types of greats, those types of people help build that company, and they rolled with the punches whenever they got um, you know uh, new characters that they <clears throat> that they had to be. You had gold dust, you had his father, you have the brothers. So, you know, they're, they, they owe something to WWE. Maybe not everything, but it's, I see, I know he came back WrestleMania. I watched WrestleMania. He came back and, and he won. Yeah. kind of cool. So, you know, and if I get anything wrong out there, I don't want the wrestling, I don't want the wrestling folk, uh, don't beat up on us too hard. Cause right, yeah, they'll be like, no, he wasn't supposed to do that and everything. But oh. I tell you what. I tell, I tell you what, Jimmy, I heard the rumors about Cody Rhodes. I heard that he might be going to WWE during WrestleMania 38, right? I, I heard it, but I wasn't I wasn't really like, you know, I wasn't really too certain about it. And when that music hit, you know, and the fog, the fog uh, machine started blasting the fog and he started coming out of the, you know, out of the ramp there of the entrance. I was like, what the fuck, man? You talk about ratings. The ratings just jumped like probably by like fifty points. You know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, listen. I I think that I don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't catch it as much anymore. I'm more of an MMA fan, but yeah, wrestling, wrestling definitely holds a certain place in my heart. Growing up, as yeah. a kid, you know, I I watched you know wrestling all throughout the '90s. So, and I and I watched a little bit of it in the early 2000s, and then you know I I pop in here and there, and I have friends that are like really uh big time wrestling fans and and i tuned into wrestlemania and i was like this is fucking entertaining dude i'm like i haven't watched wrestlemania in years i go you and their entertainment factor still there and and again if you're a hardcore fan you're like that was i wasn't impressed by it or whatever it is for someone like me that's that's kind of what they want to do they want to capture us guys like us come back and, and watch it i thought it was entertaining yet 
Yeah, I thought it was entertaining too. I mean, I what what'd you think of uh speaking of entertaining and really good matches, the both of them they 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 sold this match tremendously. The way they had that in-ring uh chemistry between uh Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey this past uh WrestleMania. I thought it was phenomenal. And then of course they yeah. they redid it at uh WrestleMania Backlash. We'll we're, we're going to plug this video in here. But before we do, Jimmy, what, what's your insights on that, man? That was it's a fucking cool. great match. You know, it's it's cool because, like I said, you know, uh, I didn't really watch much of Ronda Rousey when she left MMA. And then when I tuned in and found out that she had the whole, like, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper uh, gimmick going on, I thought yeah. it was cool because it brings you back. And I was like, that's a great way to, to honor the guy and, and keep it going. And then yeah. for her to take on – you know, Ric Flair's daughter. I'm like, holy shit, Ric Flair's daughter is a wrestler. You know what I mean? I wasn't even up yeah. on that. So it definitely intrigued me to kind of catch up a little bit more and kind of poke my head back in because um, they have some good content. I mean, it's not what, it's not the attitude era and it's not the aggression era, but. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely not, not I, that, you know, that ni 1996 <clears throat> through maybe early 2000, I think was the best era. Uh, attitude error in my opinion yeah. was but but you're you're you know that's what we liked man we 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 got to see that that wrestling transform into this hardcore shit and yeah. it was almost like what else can you do what else can you bring to the table and ladders and chairs thumbtacks baseball bats things on fire blood gore it was great and then they realized they had to change it up a little so but now that I watch it, I have a, I have a nice respect for it. You know, like yeah, you know, as an adult, you you uh, you definitely see the difference being an MMA, yeah. more of an MMA fan. But uh, oh, sure, by far, was, yeah, it was entertaining, man. They had Jackass there, that was cool. Um, and I'm just like every everything from the early 2000s is coming back, so I really appreciate yeah. it. Oh yeah, by far. Uh, you know, we got a, somebody coming out of Rumble saying, you know, please, Mike, <clears> Ken, we'd love to replay. Uh, or relive the 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 little segment match if you can plug into your show uh, coming out of uh, uh, who the hell is this? Okay, the nightmare of Stardust uh, is asking us from Rumble to plug that in. We're gonna plug that in. This is a really good match, guys. Check this out if you missed it. Fucking phenomenal between Rousey and Flair. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Who can make their opponent utter the words, I quit. If you do, you become SmackDown Women's Champion. There are no pinfalls, no countouts, no disqualifications. We expect this match to be as physical as they come. And Al Rousey with two kendo sticks. Can you quit? Charlotte trying to retreat out into the WWE Universe. No! No! This is my title! And oh! Back off the top of the barricade. Ronda Rousey, how much can she take? Natural selection on a chair. Looking for the figure eight. Will Ronda Rousey utter the words, I quit? Ah! You quit! <laughs> Her down again. Rhonda, this is your last chance. 
fucking match that was i mean she oh. went to a length of even like <clears throat> fucking putting her in uh what was like almost like a it's an arm like bar a, was it an arm bar i thought yeah. it, it could have been a triangle it looked like a triangle at first yeah. but, uh, I, you know i'm impressed because uh i wish i wish i would have seen that match um i do have pay-per-view so i should have checked it out but that was interesting and she kind of brought that mma element like her and yeah. lesnar when lesnar went back they kind of brought that like that MMA element back because before, <clears throat> before you had submissions, right? But they were like the fancy, like gimmicky submissions, like, yeah. You know, a figure four, uh, Boston Crab, um, all those types of things, right? And this is like they're they're, they're going right into like that is a, that would be an an armbar, of course. And and the best part is that we know that she could do a real armbar and really break your arm. Sure. Rousey could could, I mean, could whip any of them. I mean, I I understand it was scripted. I I really do, right? But if it was real life, she would have. I mean, literally, probably paralyzed her. You know, if it was real life. Yeah, woman is a she's she's a fucking beast. (laughs) They're not in the same category. They're they're not in the same category. She's able to wrestle because she's got the 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 athletic ability, the the fitness. But you know. Putting those two things together is not it's not the same thing. You could well, you see her. you see the uh, the backstage um, uh, analysis, uh, you know, journalist, whatever you want to call them, there for WWE, saying that Charlotte Flair suffered uh, a fractured radius, you know, in in near the wrist. I don't know. I you think that's scripted to kind of sell the uh, storyline a little no, bit, or you yeah, think that she actually did it? That's all scripted. I mean, yeah. listen, those mistakes do happen. And, you know, you're in the heat of the moment and, and you might not realize that you're applying that shit too hard and that person might not have, you know, just does, doesn't have that much uh, uh, flexibility in that area. And yeah. you can easily do that. You know how many – think about all the wrestlers that leave the ring with concussions, that leave the ring with sprains and fractures, that leave with contusions. I mean yeah. – and that's and like you said, there's there's a level of scriptedness to it. There's a level of of selling it and uh, selling move, uh, selling the hits and selling um, moves and tagging each other and shit like that. And yeah. uh, you know, I gotta say, man, I, I I'll actually go back and watch that replay because like you gotta watch it. I mean, you, you could probably catch it on uh, Peacock. You know, if you download the Peacock app, you, I know it's on Peacock. Uh, the WWE Network is pretty much no more in the United States. It's only mid 
made exclusive now to the uh, fans of the UK and overseas. But uh, yeah, you catch really? it on Peacock. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they they made that deal about uh, probably about four or five months ago, where you can't uh, if you're going to subscribe to uh, what they call now, Jimmy. They're not called pay per views. You have to use the correct pronoun for them. They're called live premium events. That's what they're called now. Okay. <laughs> so when you catch the live premium event, you got to go on to Peacock, which is the new live streaming platform for WWE for the United States. Um, and yeah, you catch it on Peacock. It's it's cheap as hell. It's actually cheaper than the old uh, WWE network. Uh, it's only like four ninety nine a month. I mean, you can't afford to five bucks, man. There's something wrong with it. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, so I just pulled that up. WWE is fully converted to Peacock. Now it wants yep. to make. More content. The WWE will host its WrestleMania 37 ex, uh, event exclusively on Peacock as part of a one billion dollar rights agreement. Holy oh, yeah. shit! I didn't. Yeah. Even, I got to follow up on that. That's insane. That's, that's a huge contract that uh you know that Vince and uh, the whole you know uh, executive board across WWE up in Connecticut, man. They they pulled that contract hard. I think they. Uh, I think they. They were willing to spend like almost like. 400 or 425 million dollars for that contract I mean, that's a big contract yeah i can only imagine how hard it is to have your own television network so it was probably the right move for them to 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 lessen the overhead and have somebody else you know take control of, over those uh over those types of things so um yeah. i get it and plus the, like i said the old man is he's still in charge and i mean i don't know how much of a how much of a grip he has over the company still, but yeah. I mean, he's put in, he put in a lot of good years and he built that company up from, uh, you know, the story of Vince McMahon is fucking, is super interesting. Oh, have I mean, you, have you caught the documentary of that? I didn't. I mean, I just, over the years I've seen plenty of things about Vince and like how he had a father that wasn't involved in his life. And then all of a sudden he came from a dirt poor community. Uh, he was living in a trailer park in North Carolina. <laughs> well, I just I like the fact that you know his 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 dad wasn't really involved in his life, and he comes yeah. back in, and his dad's doing wrestling, you know promotions, and and he's running uh, he's running um, his own circuit, and then like, you know Vince links up with him, takes over the company, and then builds it to what it is now. It's like a fucking, oh yeah, it's like yeah. it's a great American story if you really think about it. Yeah, WrestleMania one uh, literally set the map with uh, Hogan. <laughs> And uh, Roddy Piper, you know, teaming up with uh, Mr. T and uh, Paul Ornoff. That was literally the first WrestleMania in 1980s. That literally set the map for them. And then fast forward three years ago, you remember the uh, historic match between Hogan and um, Andre the Giant when he pressed the Andre the Giant. I mean, that was, I think I was like maybe four or five years old when that match uh, came into play. Well, that's, uh, I was watching that uh was it behind the ring or no, it was, it was some documentary on, 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 on uh, the WWE network when it was still the WWE network. Yeah. And Hogan's talking about how he's just, he's, he's talking about his love for Andre the giant, basically. Like he was yeah. larger in life. And he said that night he goes slam me and he's like, Oh shit. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. 500 pounds. Right. Yeah. Um, he was a big man. And he goes and he, and he picks him up. And uh, and he slams him for the win. That was kind of that was kind of to, to to push Hogan into the you know to push him into that that stardom and 
and make that Hulkamania. Well, that's, yeah, that's I was about to say that's when Hulkamania was pretty much born in like nine. Uh, what was it around 85, 86? You know, 86, 85 <laughs> is when literally Hulkamania just you know took off the map, so to speak. But uh, guys, uh, we got to get a quick break in here. Uh, I want to get into this story here right when we get back from this break, Jimmy. Uh, a former WWE superstar has been arrested on previous charges in the state of New Jersey. You're not going to want to miss this, guys. Be right back after these words. I'm Burt Jones. When I played for Georgia, we won the SEC championship. Here's the block. And it'll be first and goal, Georgia. Not just because we had great athletes, but because we were bonded together as teammates, united by that G on our helmets. An important lesson about the power of unity. That's why I'm so opposed to teaching critical race theory in our school systems. Instead of teaching children about what divides us, we should be teaching our children about what unites us. Well, right now, former WWE superstar is back in jail, charged in a deadly crash in Volusia County that happened back in March. Tamara Sitch appeared before a judge this morning. She's known to wrestling fans as Sunny. News 6's Catherine Silver was in the courtroom with what led up to this decision. Prosecutors argued they wanted Tamara Sitch back behind bars because they believe she is a danger to the community. Today, a judge here agreed, noting a history of alcohol-related incidents. Tamara Sitch is back in handcuffs now that a judge has revoked her bond. And we have seemingly one event after another related to alcohol abuse. Judge Karen Foxman pointed to a list of law enforcement encounters in the 49-year-old's past. Among them, three prior DUI convictions in Pennsylvania in 2015 and four recent run-ins with the law this year. There's an arrest out of January, an arrest out of February related to alcohol. This happens in March. And then in May, there's a Marchman Act and she has consistently shown that she's going to get behind the wheel of a vehicle intoxicated and not just at a low intoxication level. A crash report states Sitch's blood alcohol level was more than three times the legal limit on March 25th. Real quick, what's your last name? Sitch, S-Y-T-C-H. An officer testified in court Friday that Sitch admitted she was drinking vodka earlier that night and had left her home to get a diet iced tea. I observed an unsealed bottle of Grey Goose in the passenger side floorboard of the white Mercedes. The report says Sitch ran into a vehicle stopped at a red light on US-1 in Granada Boulevard, killing 75-year-old Julian Lassiter. Sitch refused to comment on the case. I think that this whole process, everybody's been hurt, not just the family. Her fiance had this to say about the hearing. They should have decided that she was a threat to society before they granted a $225,000 bond had me pay $22,000. Tamara Sitch will remain in jail while she waits for trial. In Volusia County, I'm Catherine Silver, getting results, News 6. Holy shit. You know, Jimmy, uh, this is not the only time that this... Uh, you remember her, right? WWE's uh, Sonny from uh, yeah. the Attitude Era. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a shame what happened, but... It's nothing new in the uh, in the wrestling community with people that are dealing with substance abuse and drugs and shit like that. A lot of those motherfuckers get look what happened to Scott Hall, man. 
fucking God rest his soul. Yeah, he just passed away. Razor Ramon, dude. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it seems like she's just has a she's been having run-ins like, uh, and then they they didn't even I don't think they I think they revoked her from the Hall of Fame for the Divas. Oh uh, yeah, they took her out. Vince took her out, and then I think uh, I'm not sure if Triple H because Triple H, you know. Um, uh, he has a lot of uh, pull now in the company as an executive. Of course. Uh, yeah, he's on the board right now. Uh, and I, I think they reinstated her uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame. But this is nothing new. You know, quite recently, they're talking about Volusia County, right, over not too far from uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, her, her troublings have been in the state of Florida quite recently. Uh, this goes all the way back to Pennsylvania. And then this just earlier this year, she was arrested on a DUI charge on uh, Highway 35 in Monmouth County, New Jersey, uh, <laughs> near Matasquan and Matawan, New Jersey. So, yeah. I mean, she is a New Jersey resident. She's from Matawan, New Jersey. But, you know, I mean, it's terrible. Like, <sighs> substance, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> hey, man. We've seen this happen with a lot of, with a lot of different uh, – people in the organization and wrestling. And um, I've met a couple, you know, I've met a couple, a uh, couple guys along the way on the street uh, that, that wrestled for like ECW, WWF, stuff like that. And Oh, really? Yeah. They, I mean, they seem like they were living normal lives, but uh, you do, you do, you don't see those demons. Somebody's listen for you to want to, your career is beating yourself up every night in front of a crowd you know, there's, it goes to say that you're not, you know, you're probably not your normal person walking the street. Your normal yeah. person walking, walking the street is not comfortable with getting tagged in the face, not comfortable getting slammed on the floor or running around a ring and sweating and in front of people. And, and those, those people are special people, man. And either they're built to be superstars or they have a lot of demons and this is something that they enjoy. And, Obviously, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points, man. You brought up, uh, you know, the great late uh, Scott Hall, right? Uh, formerly known as Reza Ramon, right? From uh, <laughs> from the late 90s, right? When he was, uh, you know, hey, Chief Go, and he'd take the, the toothpick and, you know, throw it at the camera. You know, he played that uh, that remnants of uh, of almost like, uh, you know, uh, of an Al Pacino Scarface. That's what he resembled. Well, that's what, that's, I, think that's where, I think that's where his character originated from. Yeah, I think he did say that in a documentary with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, which, speaking of Jake the Snake, I'll plug in a small little clip. We got Jake the Snake that was just recently on uh, Joe Rogan podcast not too long ago, uh, kind of digging the dirt on uh, professional wrestling and Joe I, Rogan. Yeah, I've I seen that. That was a fucking awesome. That was an awesome podcast, man. Yeah, but, but, but you know, we're talking about you know, like you know, wrestlers, you know, dealing with uh, you know substance abuse and drugs and. You can talk about Sonny, you know, real name Tamara Sitch. Uh, you could talk about Scott Hall. You could talk about even uh, the Hispanic wrestler um, that that was dating uh, that that young one, Paige, right? Even Paige, you know, the one that was everybody made fun of her because she looked like Casper the Ghost because she was fucking white as hell. But I mean, it's terrible how you know some of this fame, Jimmy, goes right to their head. You know. Well, I think it's I, again. I think it's more. So when you think about the the old school wrestlers, and I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about the, the new age wrestling WWF, 
because there is a lot of prima donnas. There's a lot of, you know, a lot, everyone's a superstar. And like, they, they ride, they ride first class compared to like the guys who, who built the company. When you really oh, think yeah, about it. Oh yeah, by sure. Yeah. Private, some of them have their own private jets. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you think about the guys from the gold, the, the golden age, which was, uh, the golden years were, uh, before the attitude era, right? Those yeah. guys, those guys, you know, built the company, built the WWE up. And, but when they, you know, when they, back in the day, when, when they wrestled, they came in when it was still circuit wrestling, like certain families owned certain regions of the country. And well, that's when you had your territories, you know, like you, you, go, had, yeah. you had all your territories. You had WCW, <laughs> you had uh, NWA, uh, Northeastern, you had NWA South. NWA was a big fucking circuit, man, back then. You had NWA Northeast, you had NWA Southeast, you had NWA Pacific, which is that was out in California. You even had fucking uh, the uh, what the hell was it? Dusty Rhodes that ran a uh, a small circuit out of um, uh, Tennessee in Texas. So you you had all the territories. You had different people competing for grand supremacy of professional wrestling. Yeah, Some of these guys did. They didn't fly jets. They fucking they 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 drove together in you know rental cars and stuff like that. And that's and that's what I'm getting to is like, what did they do after a house show? What did they do after a promo? They fucking they got drunk, man. They got in the car. They fucking yeah. they banged out some fucking some brewskis. They uh, smoked some smoked a joint, fucking whatever. Pop some pills. So yeah. those those guys. That's why you see that error that that generation of guys, you know, having a lot of those issues because they were fucking straight up animals. They were beasts. That's what they were there for. They were there to to wrestle, to entertain, and beat themselves up. And yeah. you know, and and they entertained the the hell out of us through those years. So you know, I think those those guys contributed to our, to our childhood. So I, I definitely give them many thanks and and praise oh, sure. for them. And sure. some of them succumb to that, you know, after, after banging, uh, you're banging Percocets or some kind of pills, you know, on the road. And I'm saying allegedly, cause I don't know who did what, but they had to do a lot. I mean, you see yeah. uh, in the early nineties with the, uh, accusations, uh, that, um, Hulk Hogan was trying to, you know, pretty much save his, uh, his integrity as not even, not as a, as a wrestler, but also a human being, you know, he was, you know, he was saying, Oh, I was forced to take steroids by Vince McMahon in the early 1990s, you know? I mean, I mean, listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Listen, Vince was a businessman, and anything yeah. to get his fucking... See, people don't realize that Hulk Hogan is a, is a big guy in general. Yeah. He's, he's not a little guy, but, you know, I'm sure he had those... I'm, I'm sure he was, like, uh, encouraged those guys to do do a little something, right? Like, it's yeah. like when you when you see those old... old uh, those old beauty pageants and they're like, measuring, right. they're measuring waist and they're like, you need to go on a diet and lose fucking five pounds. You're a fucking fat pig. And the lady's like 120 pounds and they wanted to be 115, you know? So oh, I yeah. would not be surprised if he stood in there and said, Hey, Hulkster, if you want to get your career up and running, you have to bang a little juice and fucking hit the fucking weight room a little bit more. Cause I, I need, right. I need we did Hulk. see a difference though. You remember seeing a difference with Hulk Hogan from the early nineties uh, to uh, when he, Went over to WCW in the late '90s. Huge fucking difference. Hulk looked like skinny as hell, man, when he was in WCW. Man, he probably got off the juice a little bit early. Yeah, he had to get off the juice. Yeah, but if you look at a lot of the a lot of the guys nowadays, though, I feel like I feel like uh, wrestling doesn't have 
doesn't have a, a lot of uh, what do you call that? Big guys anymore. Yeah, just not a lot of variety is the word, right? Like yeah. with the exception of like the the most recent big guys, such as like your John Cena, your you know, uh, your uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, maybe you know, those are the most recent guys that kind of came out, you know, that were big. But, no, but you know, I, yeah, what I, what I mean by variety is you don't see like like early day early days in the business. You have big fat guys, big natural guys, little guys. Skinny yeah. guys. Now I feel like they're all fucking jacked to the gills and ripped. So and, and listen, you know, don't you know a lot of those guys are still on juice? I, I don't give a oh, fuck. Oh, sure, they there's have. No, I mean, there's no getting that big and that rip without having a little help from uh, from taking the syrup. You know, what I, I mean? mean, look at John Cena. I mean, I know he's not on TV anymore. He's doing a lot of his movies and stuff. Kind of did the same thing that Dwayne the Rock Johnson did uh, a few years back said, you know, the hell with this. I'm not putting my body through hell. I'm just going to make movies, you know. You could see in John Cena's body, man, just the fucking veins popping out. Man. Oh, yeah. He's guys. I mean, listen, that's those that's part of the part of the business for them yeah. is, is their physique. It's yeah. not just like you're going to come out and be some average sloppy fuck like myself <laughs> and, yeah. and do well. If I come out and wrestle as a big dude, I, I better have a, a one hell of a fucking gimmick or I'm, I'm a really badass heel at that moment. And I got to yeah. be strong as shit uh, oh, sure. in order to, uh, to do that. But but I also read an article that um, uh, about, about Raw. Believe it or not, their ratings, you know, this article came out on the 17th, which was today. That since last week, they actually seen an increase in viewership, which is kind of surprising since uh, they had that whole um, that whole thing with people walking off. Uh, I think I think a lot of it has to do with uh, some upcomers coming uh, back to the company. You know, we talked about Cody Cody Rhodes in, uh, earlier in the show. I think it has a lot to do with people like Cody Rhodes coming back. Um, I, I think you're seeing, you know, behind the scenes type of stuff, you know, where they're, they're kind of like releasing some of their old, uh, producers and bringing back the old, like kind of attitude era of the producers. Cause you, you, you could see that, you know, the people that are actually running the show behind the scenes, you know, in the production trucks and stuff like that. I think that makes a difference. You know, your, your writers, right. You, you have story, story writers in the back in the back of the scenes there, writing stories out a little differently than the last couple of years. So I think that has a lot to do with it, Jimmy, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, you also have, since you have Roman Reigns kind of, kind of stepping out um, for some summer absence, I guess that's also probably bringing yeah. buzzing where people are like, who's going to, you know, who's, who are they going to write in as, uh, yeah, we talked about that early in the show. I'm seeing a lot of rumors coming out of, uh, WrestleMania and I'm also seeing, uh, uh, wrestle talk, uh, basically reporting on it saying that Roman reigns could be, uh, in the possibility of legal issues. What the fuck? Huh. Yeah. Check this out guys. We got a video here, Jimmy. Uh, check this out guys. There is a huge update about the Roman Reigns leaving WWE situation. So many fans have been wondering, is Roman Reigns still in WWE or has he already left the company? We now have an answer to that question. Roman Reigns, of course, sparked huge news when he 
at a house show, broke character, said that he probably wouldn't be coming back to that location again. And many fans wondered, well, why wouldn't he be coming back? And then it was revealed Roman Reigns is indeed going into a new phase in his career. And WWE may not be part of that new phase. And adding more fuel to the fire, it was officially announced by WWE today that Roman Reigns will not be a part of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in June. Wow. He's not even on the fucking card next month. Holy shit. And this guy carries, like, both of the titles. He carries the Universal title and the uh, the WWE title. Yeah, since WrestleMania. So, I mean, I don't know, man. That's... Uh, well, I, I haven't really seen much on it other than that he's taking a leave of absence, but I wonder what, what the leave of absence is over. Yeah. I don't, is it over? Is it because if he was, I'll be honest with you, if he was taking a leave of absence due to uh, uh, per, like pursuing a movie career, I'm sure that Vince would say we want to probably relinquish those titles. But so see that- here, if he was going to do something similar to what his older cousin did, The Rock. You know, uh, about four years ago, five years ago, when he first got into know, Hollywood. Longer than that. The Rock. Yeah, was, about 10 years ago. Excuse me. Where the hell is my head? It's been a I long think, time now. I think the the Hollywood Rock was even further back. I'm talking maybe like 05, 06. I'm, 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 I'm talking. Yeah, I know it's 05, 06, but I'm talking about like when he was shooting movies and also wrestling at the same time. Yeah, early. That was early 2000s. I'm talking about when he first like said, "You know what? I'm going to take off from wrestling for a while." We didn't see The Rock for a while, and then Scorp- all of a sudden, Scorpion like three, King. four years later, yeah. When yeah. he went to do the Scorpion King, let me look up the year. Yeah, uh, as you're looking that up, Jimmy. Out. What I'm yeah, as you're looking that up, what I'm saying is we didn't see The Rock for a while, and then four years later, he came back into uh, the full time uh, competitor as a wrestler. You well, know? That, yeah, that's that's what Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns could be doing the very same thing. You know, didn't, he, don't didn't, didn't Roman Reigns have cancer though, and he was out? You think it's yeah? yeah. He had leukemia. He had leukemia like right before the pandemic started, like tw- like around like 2019, early 2020. Do you think he, had, uh, he has a health? Scare? You think he has a health scare going on? I don't know, but like when he was going through leukemia, you seen his body sculpture like a lot thinner than he actually is now. I mean. In the last two years, you see his body like bulked up tremendously. I mean, you could almost—he's a little bit lighter than 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 his cousin, The Rock. I mean, The Rock is like fucking built like a brick shit house. But I so mean, he, he's had two separate battles with leukemia, and I mean, you know, I hope I, I I hope for him it's not a health scare because I mean I don't know the guy personally other than him being a wrestler, but yeah. uh, you know, he made it to where he is. You know, not only because his not from his family, but who he is too. And guy's a fucking superstar. And yeah, uh, I'd hate I'd hate for it to be something like that because uh, that's fucking that's tragic if it is. And you know, knock on wood, I'm just just throwing it out there. I'm, right. I'm speculating. And I don't know what what it is. You, yeah. You guys out there would know more. And if you're listening, put it in the comments. What do you? Why do you think he's? Actually- yeah, yeah. Leave a comment here. Uh, we'll probably put that as the uh, as the Q and A on the Spotify uh, uh, link on that platform. Uh, those who are not familiar with Spotify, Spotify has an actual uh, <laughs> section on the episode 
where, where they're launched, where there's an actual Q&A. So we'll put that in the, in the Q&A section. You know, what's going on, you know, with, uh, with Roman Reigns? What's your insight on that? So, yeah. Let's switch the tides here. Uh, we talked about last week. We got into it a little bit. A lot of us didn't know what, what the hell's going on in the world of MMA, right? Uh, Cain Velasquez. Uh, he's in trouble, Jimmy. He's he's going to be doing some time. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that his legal defense gets him off on, on something. I mean, right now they gave him, you know, they gave him attempted murder. Yeah, uh, I see that. Yeah. Hopefully, and listen, hope, you know, I hope he doesn't take any plea deals. Take it to trial, man. I mean, unfortunately, for a state that, like a state that he's in, they, they, uh, California is okay with, with child molesters and, and child molesters. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it, but like they, they're, they're, they're pretty comfortable with that type of behavior out there. I don't know to what level, but what I mean is, you know, you have, yeah, you know, you, you just having those types of, those types of really leftist kind of, Hey, you know, havens for those people to kind of, uh, yeah. kind of uh, try to be predators in, and you know, you that guy preyed on the wrong person. You know, you preyed on on an absolute alpha fucking predator, and yeah. he, and if if given the chance, that guy Cain Velasquez would would kill him with his hands. You know, so oh, sure. And what that what that guy you know did to his daughter, or allegedly did to his daughter, is is unthinkable and i definitely stand with him and i hope that you know nothing well, they, they, uh, they, they denied his bail uh for the second time did you see that uh yeah i'm, I'm not surprised though out there You're talking about a plea deal you know with the lawyers and everything the lawyer went out and tried to get another uh another bond uh set and the judge literally denied it for the for the second time they're like it's it's pretty serious for uh former uh MMA uh fighter and world champion, you know, Kane Velasquez. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up, man. And anything like I and those types of people should be fucking put should take a dirt nap. You know, yeah. I hate saying that, but I'm I don't mean I don't mean your average person. I mean somebody if if somebody, you know, did that to your family member or, or you know, your child, how would you feel? You know, oh, he's yeah. he's doing what uh He's doing what what most dads would do. I don't care what what anyone says. Like, no, they wouldn't do that. Well, put yourself in that position. And it it reminds me of that kid, um, that kid where back in the 80s, his karate instructor took him and for a couple days. Are you talking about the karate kid, Ralph Macchio? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not talking about the karate kid. Oh, shit. It was a young kid. His karate instructor fucking, he disappeared with him for like a couple weeks. And when he came back, you know, the the police finally found him. The father found out that he was, you know, he was assaulted, sexually assaulted. And uh, his father was waiting in the fucking airport when they, when they brought that guy in. It's a big, it's a, it's a huge clip. And the guy's in handcuffs, and the police oh. escorting him through the uh, through the <laughs> through the airport. He's at the fucking payphone in the background. The news is there. He fucking turns around with a ro- revolver and blows the fucking guy's brains out right there. Yeah, yeah, oh. I seen that. Yeah, and that guy uh, and that guy was found not guilty by a jury of his peers because most most people sitting in that seat understand how it feels, and I understand yeah. I understand justice. You know, people want justice to run its course, but. I feel like 
I feel like it, it's not running the way it should be. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You just you just mentioned that story. Uh, Extreme Sports Podcast here on Rumble uh, literally said the same thing. You know, like uh, I'm reading some of the comments that are coming in on Rumble. And they're saying the same thing. Yeah, uh, Jimmy the Rant. Yeah, we, we agree with you, pal. That was a fucking phenomenal story that came out. Uh, never forget it. Uh, Extreme Sports Podcast. Thanks very much. Big hat tip to you for tuning into tonight's show. Much appreciation. What I will say, though, is at least he's got, he's got you know, people in his corner, like Daniel Cormier is in his corner. Yeah. And that, that helps, man, because you need somebody to have your back in, in those times. And, uh, and he was a great fighter. And I hope uh, I hope justice is served, and he he's he's let free. Well, hopefully, hopefully. But I mean, here's a little clip here. We'll plug in. Uh, check this out, guys. Former mixed martial arts champion Cain Velasquez will remain in jail while he attempts a weights trial on attempted murder charges. The judge denied his request for bail this morning. KTV's Ann Rubin, live for us tonight, right there outside the courthouse, with more on the story. Ann. Velasquez's attorney had wanted him released on $1 million bail with electronic monitoring, but the judge said not enough had changed in the case to change her mind about bail. For the second time, a judge has denied bail for former UFC champion Cain Velasquez, citing his reckless disregard for human life. Velasquez is accused of attempted murder and 10 other weapons charges after he allegedly chased down a man accused of molesting his four-year-old relative. That man, Harry Gularte, was released from custody without bail. He was in the vehicle along with his mother and stepfather when Velasquez allegedly opened fire. This is Paul Bender. On the day of the shooting, Cain Velasquez followed this family, stalked them, and chased them at over 100 miles per hour. Bender apparently suffered one gunshot wound, resulting in nerve damage to his arm, and he no longer has the use of three fingers. Gularte and his mother were not injured. Cain Velasquez was a one-man wrecking machine, and they were scared to death. But Mark Garagos, attorney for Velasquez, says Gularte's family members are not the victims here. God damn, turn this shit off, Eric. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's garbage. Imagine, you see what they're doing? They're imagine, fucking hate. Yeah. Imagine imagine being a fucking defense attorney and having to defend that bullshit. Imagine yeah. sitting there with your fucking, your fucking hair parted to the side and you're fucking defending these pieces. You know, whatever. That guy's a casualty of war. He got shot. All right. Yeah. I get it. If he's not involved in it. But this fucking guy, I don't know what to say because people fucking commit crimes every day in the hood and they. Yeah, but you see the lawyer, get, the lawyer painting the picture like Cain Velasquez was a one man wrecking machine and this and that and had no, uh, no remorse on his actions and this and that. You know, I mean, come on. Of course he didn't have any remorse on his actions. He fucking I, sexually assaulted what his daughter, right? But that's the society we live in. You let the, the fucking kid diddlers out. You let them out on no bail. And the guy, the father who fucking tried to seal the deal, he's locked up and he can't even get bail. How is his bail denied? They're giving fucking they're giving people uh, they're giving people all across the state attempted murder charges, all types of shit. Yeah. They give them ROR's released on recogniz- uh released on own recognizance or however you say it. They give them ROR's right. This guy is asking for a million dollar fucking bail. Uh, yeah, we're denying that because it's reckless. It's reckless. Yeah. But they're giving fucking gangbangers. They're giving them the fucking red carpet out of the jail. 
They were letting people, they were letting people out during COVID. Like, yeah, just, you could leave now. You don't have to fucking do the rest of your time in here. You can do it from your house. And yet somebody who, who has such a tragic story like that is, is going to be held. They uh, were there, They were pushing for the, uh, what was it? The one, one million dollar uh, bond or something. And $1 million dollar bond. Like, that's not enough. No, she's she said he was she she hasn't seen anything in the case to convince her uh, that he should be bonded out. So, but I mean, he's oh. a, he's on, he's at a he's on a he's he's in a, a state where it's stacked anyway. It's like right outside of where New Jersey would be. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, that's where he's being. Uh, uh, no, no, no. He's in Cal- he's in Cali, but oh, what I'm Cali, saying yeah, is. Yeah. The politics of California, New Jersey, and and these these fucking retarded states that we live in, um, unfortunately, that's that's the politics of it. A, a guy like that is uh, being, being. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If he does serve his time, right? Like, what do you think they're going to give him? You think they're going to give him the full, you know, pretty much slap, uh, you know, twenty years, or uh, what's going to happen? Maybe a maybe a ten with an eighty five. Like a ten with good behavior. No, ten with an eighty-five. Like he'd have to serve ten, uh, ten years. He'd have to serve eighty-five percent of ten years, or whatever. Okay, this, so eighty-five percent of ten years. Were you looking at like between like six and a half, seven, seven years? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. But and then there's all types of programs to to release yeah. them to, which I hope it doesn't come to that. Take it but, to trial, but unfortunately, like I said, yeah. you're in a state like that. Are you really? Are you really in a, tr- a trial of your peers? Depending um, on where, if they, if these fucking people out there are, are signing legislation in for the fucking child diddlers, for the fucking kid, for the chomos, then can you actually, can you, can you actually expect those same people to see, yeah, understand I, you? And yeah, I totally, your- I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, viewers on Rumble saying, you know, let's make this video go Rumble, uh, Rumble, yeah, let's make this video go uh, viral, you know. Uh, hashtag justice for uh, Kane. I, I agree. You know, put the hashtags in there, guys. Justice for Kane. Let the guy out. He's defending his daughter's integrity. He's a, defending his family's honor. If you have some type of assailant coming into your home, right, or anywhere for that matter, and they commit this heinous act of just disgustedness, right, Jimmy? They should be able to uh, defend. Yeah, well, you know, how how old is Kane? By the way, he's in his forties, right? Uh, I think he's on the cusp of forty. Okay, think, so about 39, he, 40 years old. So if he does I serve, so. if he does serve like ten or possibly seven or eight years, right? That you're looking at around fifty years old by the time he gets out on uh, parole, right? So I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't know. I guess I don't know what his, his charges are: attempted murder and weapons charges. So. And I don't know if he has a jacket. Uh, when I mean by jacket, is I don't know if he has any priors to that. And I know it's California. I think California is a is a three strike state. I don't think he has three strikes, but I think do they, they have him. Do they have him in uh, for his, not only his protection, but probably protection against the other nut jobs there in that prison? Uh, do they have him in what's called the, the the turtle suit? You know what the turtle suit is, right? Nah, I don't think so. You know I, what I'm talking about, right? That green. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Listen, they'd have to, that guy's a fucking born killer. Like, yeah, I don't think he's gonna have much of a problem with the guys on the yard. Especially, they know who he is. They know he's a fucking killer with the hands. And yeah. you know, California prisons are different than like East Coast. He's not gonna, you know, he's gonna go in and and they're not gonna like. They're gonna be like, "Oh, you fucking, 
you know, we know what you did. We got your back. You know what I mean? Like, now yeah. I tell you this much though: the other motherfucker, he gets locked up. He's getting a buck fifty. He's getting a slice right across that face, so everybody knows. Uh, they released him. Did you see the video? That's what I'm saying if if, yeah. he, if he gets locked up, you know, good luck to him, man, because um, you're not gonna have to worry about MMA guys. You're gonna have to worry about guys coming for your booty, and they're gonna, and they're gonna, oh, yeah. and they're gonna put us. They're gonna put a marking on you, so you they're gonna slice you right yeah. on the face, man. And that's big, what they do. Yeah, Big Brother's watching very, very closely, right? <laughs> So, don't take a don't take a shower, motherfucker, because they're coming for I'm telling you, I want to talk a little bit more on Kane, but I, I want to get into. Uh, we're talking about MMA, guys. Did everybody see the fight? I don't know if you seen the fight. Uh, this was not too long ago, actually. It's old news, but I'm gonna plug it in anyway because there's not a lot of people talking about it. I actually seen the fight, Jimmy. It was a fucking phenomenal fight. The return of Roxy, right? Uh, the between Roxy and did you see that fight? Which one? Uh, it was uh, Roxy Michaels versus uh, Del Silva. Uh, I might have missed that. She's card. a badass, man. She reminds me of another Ronda Rousey. The, la- the, la- the last fight card, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch all the fights. So. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 uh, she held her weight very, very loosely on on that fight. We'll plug a little bit in here, just in a, a moment here. Uh, Eric, you got the video, right, brother? All right, thanks. So we'll plug it in just in a little bit here. I mean, fucking Roxy, man. She fucking held that. Roxy Michaels, she held that fight great. She was whooping ass. I mean, she's a tiny little chick. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean. I mean, I mean listen, UFC has really stepped it up. I only watch UFC. I don't. I catch maybe a little bit of Bellator here and there. I'm not. I'm not really up on that. I don't like Bellator. I, I think it's. I. You know, be, this is my opinion. One man's opinion over another. Right. That's. The country we live in, the greatest country on earth, we are allowed to do that. But I, I don't like Bellator. I, I think it's I think it's scripted. Uh, I think it's 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 it, it's canny. It's phony. I don't. I just don't. I don't like it. I, I like the regular MMA. I like the regular UFC shit. I don't if, like that Bellator shit. If you're doing if like like UFC 274, right? The fight card you had the uh, main event with Charles Oliveira and uh, Justin Gaethje. Justin lost. Justin's a fucking phenomenal fighter, but he lost. That uh, that submission was insane. It was a first round submission, and I, I didn't expect it to. I didn't expect it to go like that because when you when you watch these cards, man, you want it to go. You want it to go to distance. You want you want to see a yeah. fucking slugfest. And oh, he yeah. call, he called it like I'm gonna I'm gonna submit this guy, and 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 he did. And you had. Uh, uh, Rose, you know, Doug Rose, uh, she lost, which is by decision, though. It went, it went yeah, we were talking about that last week, and uh, I, yeah, you had to, you had to, you had to correct me. I'm like, uh, because I, I mean, I watch a little bit of it, you know, it's been a couple of years since I haven't watched, and I'm just getting into uh, UFC and the world of uh, mixed martial arts, you know, but uh, this, this Roxy fight not too long ago, I mean, I, it had me out of my seat. Uh, check this out. She was literally putting her in a fucking arm bar in a weird-ass other uh, submission. More low kicks there from Michaels, and you see punches as well. Oh, wow. To Silva backing up to the cage. Not looking good here early. Big knees inside. Wow. Oh, she threw her up. Look at that. Powerful move there from De Silva to just throw Roxy to the floor. 
Now she's giving her attitude. Roxy is upset about that. Seems like maybe complaining that she grabbed the hair. And yeah, we're going to see a warning here. Maybe even, yeah, one point deduction there from referee Cesar Lascano. That kind of explains why she was able to throw so well. It did look like maybe she got a handful of hair as she threw her opponent to the ground. Certainly can't do that. And overall, Michaels is a better all-around fighter. Showing that early, she moves into the clinch again, presses the action to the cage. You see that, Jimmy? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like a novelty fucking... I know. It's, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, folks, you're probably wondering, like, what the hell is Michael talking about? It's lingerie uh, MMA, but it is, <laughs> it's in the same industry as UFC. It is. It, it is, but it's it's more like for like entertainment, you know. That's, like yeah, that's just entertainment. Yeah, you look at a bunch of girls in their underwears and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but you see where Roxy had her in the fucking. It was like an in, innovated uh, arm bar, like like a standing arm bar. It wasn't. No, you know how your arm bar is usually when they're on the mat, right? Yeah. But she was standing up doing the arm bar. I've never seen anything like that before. That was fucking. Well, submissions are submissions are a lot harder to pull off than people think they are because these uh, these guys are so and 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 girls they're so well rounded now. Like when you watch the earlier days of UFC, it was like a fucking bar brawler versus a karate guy or a jujitsu guy versus a boxer. But now, pretty much people they're pretty much well rounded. So sometimes you see some crazy submission finishes and i'm like holy shit how'd they pull that off and it was just it was the right recipe um yeah. and the last i mean the, the last uh fight night that ufc had the the blake uh blakowitz uh versus raking that was a that was a good fight uh fucking guy slipped yeah. and got yeah. fucking got bumped. i heard about that he slipped what the hell did he slip on uh he just slipped right it was like, like a goof there's blood and sweat all over the floor. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you know. That was a good fight. The Davy Grant fight was good. Those guys were fucking gassed out. Um, Davy Grant uh, took it with a with a uh, round three TKO. But those guys were fucking gassed out by the third round. Bantamweights, um, too, on top of that. Um, oh, the, I'm sorry. It was the Ryan Spann fight. So it was Ryan Spann and uh, against Kudalaba. Kudalaba. I want to make sure I say the name right. Kudalaba. Yeah, that's yeah, how you pronounce they, it. Yeah. I'm sorry. They came out. I. I. Now I'm thinking about it. Ryan Spann was talking about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get him into a submission. I'm yeah. gonna submit him. They came out. They were fucking slugging it out. And you know, Kudalaba's a brawler. He fucking slipped. Once he slipped, it was over. That was it. Here came the submission. Um, he was throwing some sloppy punches, uh, some wild fucking haymakers. And yeah, jo Joker boy out of uh, on Rumbles uh, commenting on the Rumble saying that that was a fucking poster fight, uh, the stupidest fight in fucking UFC history. <laughs> poster fight? What? He, he uh, I mean, the way it ended though, it sucked. I mean, you're watching yeah. it, and like I said, he. Uh, he was throwing some sloppy haymakers. He fucking slipped, couldn't recover, got submitted. It yeah. was over. You know, 
that, that's what the that's what fight the fight nights for. It's the filler in between. It's the people scrambling. You know, you got journeymen fighting to try to see if they can get back into a contender spot. You got yeah. up and coming people. There's the you know the the venue's tiny, and it, you hear most of the you know yeah. you hear the corners more a lot more, you know, on the microphone than you do. There's no crowd there, so. Oh no no yeah. There's a. There's uh there's something coming out here. I've been I've been noticing it lately. I don't know if you've seen it or uh, p- paid attention to it. You know, uh, uh, fucking Ken Shamrock, uh, possibly uh, <laughs> uh, saying that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke or what, but Ken Shamrock just came out uh, about almost a week ago, uh, last week actually, late last week, saying that when Cain Velasquez comes out of prison, uh, <laughs> him and I will go toe to toe once again. What a fucking that's Once like a, again, that's like a they fought? That's I like gotta a remember, did they fight? That's like a scumbag thing to say. Guys in jail, like you're talking about when he gets out, we're gonna go toe to toe. I don't give a fuck if you know. He it. said once again, I don't remember Ken Shamrock fighting uh Kane. Did they ever fight? Um, Once again, it, maybe it was a scrub match or something behind the scenes, but I don't remember them fighting. Ken Ken's too old, man. Fucking Kane would bury him was ken like fucking in his almost he's his 60 right 61 62 uh let's see ken is maybe late 50s i don't know yeah he's like 57 57 almost 60 years old you're gonna get a 60 year old man in a fucking in the octagon i mean i don't know he's probably just saying it to be relevant i think i think shamrock's last fight was who the fuck did he fight last? Was it Co- Randy Couture? Uh, like a couple of years ago, right? Last fight. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I'd have to look at his stats. Couture? Couture, yeah. That fight was like, I think, six years ago or something. Was that his last fight? I think so, about six years ago. Uh, I'd have to see his. Uh, his uh, his stats to really, I don't want to say. I don't know, man. He's, he's a punk, man. I mean, you know, Ken Shamrock is, you know, even when he was in WWE, a lot of people don't realize that he was in WWE in the nineties. You know, uh, they did a whole like segment with Shamrock and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin even said on his podcast, uh, (laughs) if you check out Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, Stone Cold Steve Austin actually says that Shamrock, you know, he's a punk, you know, and this, he's always been like that, you know, running his mouth. And this is coming from uh, Steve Austin, you know, and he says. Yeah, but but I, I, you put you put Ken Shamrock in his prime. He'll, he'll fucking kick Steve Austin's ass. In his oh, prime. yeah. He was great I in mean, the 90s. I mean, you had a, that great. Yeah. You had, yeah. you had the, you, I mean, you had those guys make that crossover to wrestling. Yeah. You, you know, him, Dan Severn. But those guys would fucking kick your ass. Like those those guys were 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 thugs, man. They were brawlers. Like yeah, you talk about brawlers. You look at look at look at uh, Brock Lesnar, right? He's been back and forth over the years between UFC and WWE. Well, oddly enough, yeah. I mean, Cain Velasquez was the one who put him out. That was the that was the first one to to take Brock out in the UFC. Yeah, Brock was well, running his mouth too much. <laughs> well, I mean, was like, Brock, oh, Brock had. Up. 
Brock had a yeah. loss to Frank Mir f- from a funny submission because he didn't expect it, but uh, Velasquez was the first to like really rock his shit, yeah. and then Lesnar went out on that. Uh, he had that like intent, like that uh, infection in his intestines. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. That's the the tattoo he has on his stomach hides that scar. And then when he came back, over uh, you know, over him fucking just fucking kicked him right in the fucking shit. And after that, he was like, "I'm done. I'm going. I'm I'm leaving." He went back to he went back to WWE. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff coming up in 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 uh, UFC. You got the next fight night where Holly Holmes is the uh, is the um, is the main event, the main card. So. Yeah. We'll see what that looks like. Speaking of Lesnar, did you see on uh, social media um, <laughs> the uh, – I call him the idiot. He's funny, but he's he's got a, an MMA uh, background, uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, he's on uh, WWE now. Uh, that's what his – he goes by Matt Riddle, but he wasn't uh, MMA. Matt Riddle – but on WWE, he goes by Riddle, right? He He's kind of like partnering up with uh, – uh, Randy Orton, right? They're the tag champions now of uh, WWE. He said, when Brock's ready to come back, I want to have a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 39 next year, right? Well, they, they all say that because that's their... Brock, Brock, Brock didn't take him serious. He's like, you know, you're going to give... If Vince is going to give me a worthy opponent, it better be somebody better than fucking Matt Riddle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Have you seen Matt Riddle? He's puny. He's small. Real small. He's like a welterweight, I think. Maybe 160 yeah, he's pounds. A little guy. Yeah. He's a little guy. And I, his last fight was 2014 uh, in the UFC. And then I guess now he's over at WWE. But it's easy for those guys to make a transition because they're already they, their fitness level is already there. And well, they got the mat skills. They, they developed the mat skills. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when you train MMA, like when you pr- train jujitsu or, or wrestling, they teach you how to fall, like how to slam the mat when you fall, like yeah. slap backs when you're sl- when you're when you're falling, slap the mat, take it off when you fall into your side. They teach you all those things. So those guys already have the the fitness level, and they've. I mean, they're like, oh, I don't, get, I'm not gonna get punched in the face, but I gotta do a little bit more cardio. Whatever, bring it on. Fuck it. I'm I'm used to fight. I'm used to doing, you know. Uh, fucking 25 30 minutes where i'm at risk of fucking getting my shit kicked in but now i can go to wwe and all i gotta do is fucking run around you know uh, you know you you, again you're beating your body up there too but it's not on the same level as getting fucking pummeled oh sure sure you see matt riddle you know he's got the same concept in wwe now with uh you know wrestling with his bare feet uh and then he still has the uh you know, the, the, the yoga shorts, so to speak for men, uh, you know, I call them yoga shorts for men, you know, it's, it's kind of nasty <laughs> looking, but you know, anyway, but, but uh, guys, uh, what's that, Jimmy? Well, I, I just wanted to add that UFC 275, the, uh, light, the light heavyweight for the, uh, for the main event, um, yeah. you got Glover Texera, right. Which actually, okay. he, he actually trains with a buddy of mine. Um, buddy of mine owns a, owns a, you know, a school over here, a dojo, and he trains with a lot of those guys. Daniel Gracie, um, what the hell's the other guy? Uh, he just came into UFC. He's in his corner all the time. He came from uh, kickboxing. Alex, uh, 
I got to get his name, but Glover Texera. Right this is in New Jersey? In New Jersey, yeah. So not too far from where I'm at. He has his own school. Uh, like I said, the uh, the guy that I'm, you know, a buddy of mine, he's the same fraternity. He um, He's an ex-heavyweight champion for CFC. Oh, wow. Uh, fucking awesome. That guy, he's huge. He looks like a, he's a, well, he is a killer. He's a fucking killer. He looks like a beast, but... The guy is would give you the shirt off his back. You know what I mean? Like when oh, you so meet he's those got guys, he's got a true a true personality to him. Then you're saying, oh, absolutely. Those are the guys. They already know. Like they could physically do whatever they want with you. You know what I mean? But they oh, don't. Yeah. Choose, they're so disciplined. And but this fight, you got Glover Texera, uh, Jerry Pro uh, Prochaska. I like that guy. He's a fucking oddball, Jerry. So I'd like to yeah. see he's got a real he's got a real kind of unorthodox weird way of fighting. So that should be a good fight. I'm looking forward. Well, to as that. we depart here, I want a quick question here to ask you, Jimmy. Uh, you know, you're like the uh, you know the super fan of MMA. Uh, you know more of it than I do. Uh, but uh, where do you see Lesnar go? We just got done talking about Brock Lesnar. I don't know what his contract is with WWE. We haven't seen him since uh, since WrestleMania after he fought uh, Roman Reigns for the for the title. He lost the title, believe it or not, to Roman Reigns. Yeah. So where do you see uh, Lesnar going? Do you see him coming back at uh, at Hell in the Cell, their next card next month? Do you see him going back to uh, UFC and signing a contract with Dana White again? Like, where do you see Lesnar going? I don't, now? I don't see him. I don't see him coming back to UFC at all. I don't see him coming back into MMA. I think the only you think he's done with MMA. I think he's done. I think the only possibility of him coming to a, an MMA match would be. Uh, maybe if somebody calls him out and it's like an exhibition type thing. More like a publicity type of fight that you're saying, right? Yeah, because, listen, Lesnar has – he has a wrestling background. He's not a slouch. Like, he's not some guy – all right, you have CM Punk. CM Punk thought that he had a chance in – That was a fucking joke when CM Punk went from fucking – from. where do you go? He went from WWE to UFC. Then he he went over to AEW. And then he just like we didn't see him for like four or five years. Well, you know? but but I'm saying if you talk about he talked a lot of shit about coming to MMA, and yeah. Dana White told him Dana White was like, "Listen, dude, this is not your fucking thing. Wrestling's your thing. I respect it. Well, you step into this octagon and you're in fucking trouble." And uh, he stepped into the octagon and he got fucking demolished, like just fucking embarrassed, and never came back to MMA. So. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. He might be a brawler in in, in the world of uh, pro wrestling, but when you make that transition, it's a it, and, he, and he made a fast transition from pro wrestling to uh, to uh, MMA, right? Uh, he 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 tried the uh, the Bellator uh, type of uh, circuit. Didn't work out in Bellator. Then he went from Bellator over to uh, UFC. Like you said, he got demolished. I, I've seen a couple of the matches. I mean, it, it, it looked embarrassing on his part. I, I don't. I don't. I, I thought he only had one MMA fight. To be honest, all no, I remember- he had a few. He had a few. Look him up. He actually was in Bellator. I think there was like, uh, they call them uh, shadow matches when they don't, or dark matches uh, when they don't televise them. Uh, he did have a couple dark matches, shadow matches uh, of Bellator. He's got. He's got one loss and one no contest, but they're both UFC. That's what. Were that, they? I thought. I thought there was. That's from Sherdog, and Sherdog is okay. Crazy. I thought I, I could be wrong. I thought I did see like two dark matches when he was in Bellator. 
Nah, he he went. He tried to go to UFC. Tried to do his thing, and he got his ass kicked. And but again, to to Brock, to the point of Brock Lesnar, like like I said, he had a wrestling background. He's also a fucking beast, a fucking freak of nature, uh, being that big and being that mobile and agile. So you don't see many people like that. And I don't, he moves I, quick for his size too. A that's lot what of I'm people saying. He's, that, yeah. he's fucking scary, man. I wouldn't yeah. want to come across a guy like that, that big who can kick and fucking move the way he does. He's like a little, he's like a fucking gorilla, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the big, uh, the big promoter there of, uh, wrestling, you know, uh, WWE, uh, Paul Heyman, you know, just said on his, uh, Instagram account, uh, not too long ago on, uh, Heyman hustle on his Instagram account, Heyman hustle. He said that Lesnar, without a shadow of a doubt, will go down as the greatest competitor, not only in UFC, but as a dominance of WWE as well. He dominated WWE. He still does. I mean, of you course. Know, when you, I know when it's you, scripted, but I mean, you know. People love on. seeing that. But And when you talk about MMA, though, if you look at the three largest selling uh, MMA fighters, like as far as pay-per-views, you got Conor McGregor, Lesnar and Ronda Rousey. So, uh, yeah. you know, we know who sells events. And that's why McGregor still has appeal, too. Well, even. Ronda Rousey, pretty much the the, the top, uh, you know, the top dog or the top, you know, the female version, right? The top female dog of uh, of WWE now, right? She just she just won the title against Charlotte Flair. So I think, you know, I think uh, I think Vince has a lot of confidence in uh, Rousey. Uh, as a as a as a seller, right? She 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 can sell tickets, right? I mean, she sell she she sells out a, a, a events, arenas, and stadiums. She did it in UFC. She could do it in WWE, right? People want to see that. They want to see that. That yeah. they like her gimmick, man. They they have the best gimmick for her. Rob. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they're gonna keep if they're gonna keep the uh you know the SmackDown. Uh, because there's so many different uh, women's championships now in wrestling. You have like the SmackDown title, you have the Raw title, then you have uh, there's so many different ones now. But uh, you know, she just won the first SmackDown title. She won the Raw title like three or four times, but the the SmackDown title. If she's gonna keep that title, if WWE is gonna keep that title on her, right, in the company, and she's gonna be the new face of the women's division there in, in WWE, she Jimmy. She's got to get more moves in. She's got to go back to the school there in Orlando, Florida, where they train there, the uh, the performance center. She's got to get back to the performance center, and she's got to get more moves under her belt because the arm bar, uh, what the 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 knee kick to the face, a, a few others that she, I think she she took one from uh, Rowdy Piper. Uh, she calls it the Piper's Pit. She's got to get more more moves in. I, I would yeah, I would agree. I think her gimmick as yeah. being, being like the MMA crossover. Yeah, because she reminds me of up. a female version of Brock Lesnar. Like what if Lesnar, if they're gonna put the title back on Lesnar and they're gonna make him the face of the company again, Lesnar again and uh, and Rousey, they have to get more moves under their belt. Like no one come on, Lesnar's a beast in the ring. We all know that. But I mean, how many fucking F fives do you want to see on TV? Yeah, how many? You know what I mean? But he's more—he's solidified as a W. Like I mean, he was a WWE wrestler that successfully transitioned over to MMA. So I—I yeah. I won't say that that Brock has to change who he is because he built his reputation in the WWE. I understand, Jimmy. Ronda, but like, 
no one wants to see F5s and no one wants to see German suplexes like, you know, continuously through the entire match. That's him, man. I mean, listen, when you had Undertaker and Kane, you've seen pile drivers and fucking joke slams. Yeah. Uh, years, years until they retired. So, I mean, yeah. that's just that's their thing. Like, yeah, I mean, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, the real name of Undertaker, Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway said on, uh, uh, believe it or not, what fucking podcast was he on just recently? Uh, oh, After the Bell with Corey Graves' podcast, right? On After the Bell just uh, a few months ago, Undertaker came out in public and said, you know, like, I'll admit, my character, my gimmick was the greatest gimmick in the last 30 years of professional wrestling. But I tell you what, as a competitor, I didn't really have a lot of good moves. <laughs> Well, he, he he said it, man. When you really listen to when you listen to the Taker's thing, right? Like he fucking uh, when Vince called him, he was like, uh, you know, what are you good at? And he's like, I'm good at like singing in the shower or some stupid shit. And he goes, oh. That was the call in early 1990 <laughs> yeah. when Vince called him up, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Mark Calloway was working with uh, as Mean Mark, right? Yeah, uh, WCW with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman had. Uh, managed uh, Mean Mark and uh, who else was part of that uh, that stable? Oh, Diamond Dallas Page, Diamond Dallas Page and Mark Calloway, Mean Mark, uh, and I mean literally when Vince said uh, we're thinking about you know making you the Undertaker, yeah, like he didn't know good. where the fuck that gimmick was gonna go. Fast forward thirty of- years later, and it's a fucking. He's a phenomenon, you know? And what was it? His first appearance, he came out of, like, some weird fucking – what was that? Like, Oh, he, who like, brought him into like the company? Or something? No, what did he come out of? He came out of some weird uh, – No, what, who brought him into the company was uh, uh, the original manager for uh, Paul uh, – Not it wasn't Paul Bear. It was before Paul Bear. It was uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase brought him into the company – uh, but he brought him in as uh, what the fuck entrance was that? I have to look it up. It's before the smoke and the, the 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 pyros and all that other crap and the coffins. He didn't even come out of a coffin. He came out of something. I think it was just like, what the hell was that? I forgot what it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. But yeah, I mean, ah, you just you had a lot of great. But when they part, hold on. When they, when they partnered, because we're gonna close it out here soon. When they when when they partnered him with Paul Bear for those fucking fifteen, almost twenty years, man. His career took right off with the Paul Paul Bear, like, oh yes, you know, like that that voice, that voice yeah, hearing he- that, like, and a lot of people don't realize this, man. Jimmy, do you know that Paul Bear was an actual real life uh, mortician? Uh, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was a real life mortician. Look him up. Uh, Wikipedia actually shows him as a uh, as a real life mortician. So he sold that character like very, very well. A lot of those, a lot of those. Oh man, those were those were definitely the golden golden years for me watching that. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't have that same feeling. Yeah, but well deserve, uh, well deserve uh, Hall of Fame Undertaker going into the class of 2022 this this past year at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that was great. That man. was oh uh, that 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 was like years in the making right there. Like he should have been inducted like fucking five ten years ago to be honest with you. And honestly, him losing the him losing at his last WrestleMania kept it classy in my opinion because you know he 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 was cool with it. Like he didn't have to have this kind of you know, record. A lot, but a lot of people are, are questioning the person that should have broke the streak 
it, it shouldn't have been Lesnar. Uh, do you agree with that? Like what Lesnar was the guy that broke the streak, you know? Well, I think Lesnar, again, Lesnar is a big name and a big face in the company. And uh, I don't have a problem with, with him. him but Taker even said, Taker said, I don't have a problem. He said the same thing. I don't have a problem that Lesnar ended the streak. He was the man chosen by Vince McMahon and the executive boards of uh, WWE to be that chosen guy to end the streak, that 20 plus year streak, you know, the winning streak of WrestleMania. So, it was a great I mean, run yeah. for really great run. Uh, next year, uh, we close it out here. We're going to do two Hall of Fames, right? Five guys you want to – or actually, let's do three. Three guys you want to see for the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame. Who do you want to see in there next year? Oh, I'd have to – you know what? I'd have to do more research to see if – I don't know who's in and who isn't. Like, I know the guys, the big, the big names that are in it, but – uh, are the Dudley boys in it? They're, yeah, they went in and, uh, I believe 2018 they went in. Yeah. I wouldn't even know, man. I'd have to, I'd have to actually see the list and see. Here's, here's, here's my three, right? My three. I would like to see, um, if Brock is going to retire because we don't see too many news coming out for next, 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 next month's card for uh, hell in a cell. I don't even think Brock's on the card. If Brock is literally – if his match, his last match was at WrestleMania 38 this year against Roman Reigns, I'd like to see Brock go in it next year, right? Brock? Oh, yeah, he's year. definitely he's definitely yeah. going in. It's just a matter of when they're going to do it. He's uh, yeah. definitely in it. I'd like to see uh, Michael Cole, uh, which is an announcer. <laughs> no, he's no, been no, on I the company know. for 20-plus years. A lot of people don't realize that. He started out in 96 or 97. And he wrestled too. Yeah, he wrestled against uh, Jerry the King Lawler, which was funny. The kiss my feet match, or I think it was the yeah. kiss my ass match or something. Yeah. So, yeah, Brock Lesnar, Michael Cole. And the third I'd like to see is uh, is uh, Shane O'Mac, right? Uh, money, 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 right? Uh, Mr. Money Man himself, Shane McMahon. I'd like to see Shane in it next year. Shane put out some great matches uh, with uh, with the Undertaker, the Hell in the Cell he had, some, he had some high-flying elbows in his day. Yeah. I will say that, but I don't know. Maybe he's reserving it. Maybe he's reserving it more for, for the guys. Like I mean, he he deserves every right. He wrestled in it too, but you know, maybe he's reserving it just for the guys out there. Yeah. Uh, last one. Let's do the three for MMA. Three guys you want to if that you know if 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 they do. I, I that they don't have a Hall of Fame, do they? No, not yet. Okay. If Dana White comes out and says, you know what? I want to compete with Vince. We're going to do a Hall of Fame for 2023. Who do you want to see in 2023 if they do do a Hall of Fame? Oh, shit. I mean, obviously, like, Hoist Gracie, without a doubt, would have yeah. to go in there. Yeah, because, I mean, their family is the fucking creators of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know what I mean? Like, they're the yeah. fucking purveyors of it. Um Shit, uh, GSP George St. Pierre, yeah, uh, would definitely lock that lock that in, and you know, def, you know, Ken, Randy Couture, Ken Shamrock, uh, fucking the uh, hopefully Cain Velasquez, the Iceman, Chuck Liddell, whatever yeah. fucking doubt would love to see Chuck Liddell's that dude, man. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna go with Chuck Liddell, uh. And you can mix it up with women too. I do Chuck Liddell, Ronda Rousey, without a doubt. I know she's WWE, but you could always you could you could do that, even though there's like a no con uh, no contract clause. You could still do that. You know, I've seen other companies do that shit. 
you know, even AEW, they've done like, you know, uh, just qu quite recently they brought um, uh, Mickey James, which is in contract with TNA, right? She came over this past Royal Rumble and she was actually fighting in the Royal Rumble, carrying the fucking TNA women's title on her. So you can do that cross, uh, that cross contract shit. So I would do like Ronda Rousey, Chuck Liddell, and I would have to do. I, I'm not really sure the third. I would have to say between like Velasquez and Lesnar, without a doubt. I I wouldn't. I the only person I wouldn't give it to is I know you're a big Rousey fan, but oh, without a doubt, yeah, I, love I wouldn't her. put her. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that she. She was a good fighter, but I wouldn't say she displayed what would be Hall of Fame for MMA because after her first so. no, because after her first loss, she like ran away and threatened to kill herself. And well, then, she was going through uh, she was she was going through like some fucking marital problems, man. With her, uh, nah, it was I, I get it, but, you know? but like for that to happen and then her to come back and then leave again, I wouldn't. You know, I, I reserve that in the, in the MMA community. You know. Putting in that work is what's valued a lot more. Yeah, she found her happy place, Jimmy. She's actually a uh, a Twitch streamer, so she got you know she's on Twitch and Facebook is she really? Gaming. Yeah, check her out. Yeah, Facebook Gaming, uh, Ronda Rousey. She's always doing like you know charity runs and you know yeah she's she's a gamer. Uh, so yeah, I, I think maybe she found her happy spot, you know. <laughs> but uh, she just Maybe. had a baby. I know she just had a baby and she came back after she. Oh, had I baby. know that. Yeah, I will. I will say it's been refreshing. Actually, we you know doing a full show, no politics, a little bit, but yeah, we got to get back to the, we're going to get back to the politics tomorrow. You're you're on board for tomorrow, yeah, right? I'm on yeah, board. We're, we're doing the final installment, guys. As I close it out, I have to I have to plug this in and I have to promote it, guys. We're going to do something really really good tomorrow. Something brand new that we have never done on the show before. Something funny. I think everybody's going to laugh. Okay. And uh, we're also going to close out the final installment with uh, Joseph M. Leonard, the author of Terror Strikes. Guys, I made three installments already with this guy. We're going into the fourth and final tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So we're going to have Joseph M. Leonard. Uh, we're going to close it out with his story, uh, his political viewpoints. And then also, too, uh, we're going to introduce, guys, social media American Jeopardy. You're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be funny. Really, really good categories that we uh, put on the board. We have the board. It's sitting on the other side of the uh, the studio here. I don't want to put it on the show just yet. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. I think you're going to be really impressed with these categories. Really funny categories. Like, Mike, were you fucking drunk when you were making these categories? No, they're one of the one of a kind. I think you're going to like it, Jimmy. I know Joseph's going to like it. You know, like, can I have this for 400? I'm not telling you the categories. Good. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you one category. All right, give me one. The one category. Can I have Joe Biden is an idiot for 400? <laughs> but we can't say, Alex, can I have, uh, you know, Joe Biden is an idiot for 400, Alex? Because Alex is not going to be on the show, right? It's going to be me. I'm the host of Jeopardy, not Alex Trebek. So. Well, remember, they, they Biden has the new movement. It's called FAGA. Fucking America good again. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> that's that's a new that's that's the new cult, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh Jimmy, it's, it's been tough. a it's been great, man, kinda talking sports with you. Got into MMA, got into the world of professional wrestling. 
Uh, yeah, nobody beat us up, man. We're, you know, we're, we're mixing it up and yeah. uh, hopefully you enjoyed it and you tune in and tune in for tomorrow's episode as well. And if yeah. not, you can always find uh, older episodes. Just scroll through that library, give it a listen. A lot of good content here at the Patriot Angle. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, guys, tune in to tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're going to be streaming live again, once again on Rumble, uh, which we're doing really good on Rumble, uh, uh, surprisingly. Rumble's uh, where it's at, man. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to stream uh, live again on Facebook, uh, both Facebook, uh, the Patriot Angle Podcast Facebook page, and then also the group page, Unfiltered Patriots of America. Uh, and then also the website as well, too. So you're going to want to catch that. Uh, Jimmy, it's been great, man. We'll see you tomorrow yeah, night, bud. I'll see All you right. tomorrow. Thanks for having me on. All righty. Patriot Unfiltered. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast and Unfiltered Patriot Productions. Please follow us on Facebook at the Patriot Angle Podcast and Instagram at Patriot underscore Angle underscore Unfiltered. Also, you can hear every episode on Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast. You can also check out our website, PatriotAnglePodcast.com, and also our unfiltered merchandise, Patriot unfiltered.com thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the next one